Welcome back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Wednesday, June 1st, and this is episode 168 of the Pineapple Couch. Thank you all for listening, and today we're going to be talking about the NBA Finals. We got Warriors, we got Celtics. It's going to be a good matchup, and to do that, I am joined by my father, Jeff Robbins, and my good friend, Alex Cantor. Uh, Dad, how are you? Excellent, boys. How are you guys? Good. Alex? Living the absolute dream. We'd love to hear wow. that. We got positive vibes to start off the show. The Warriors, hopefully that carries over to them. Um, so obviously this is going to be completely unbiased. This com- this total <laughs> show. We are journalists and we, you know, yeah, we all may be Warriors fans, but that has nothing to do with our opinions on this series, clearly. Um, so let's just start with the big p- question, the big picture, and we'll break it down from there. Who should be favored in this series? I be- Let me check the Vegas line right now, but I'll start with you, Alex. Who do you think you would favor in this series? So, like, who do you think is going to win, essentially? Um, I would think... I mean, I know Vegas is favoring the Warriors, I believe. Uh, not anymore. No. Uh, I just saw this. The Celtics. So, Celtics are... No, yes, you're right. I, I, I fucked up. Warriors are the favorite at minus 150. Celtics plus 130. Okay, so I kind of figured the Celtics would be the favorite. In every, like, analytics right now, they, they all all projections have Boston winning pretty pretty handily. Like, ESPN, ESPN has them at yeah. 80%. 538 has them at 80%. Um, 80% the Celtics beat the Warriors. That's what yep. they're saying. Correct, correct. They're high. Um, which <laughs> seems like a lot. It just a seems lot. Yeah. I mean, absurd. Look about the finals experience on the two rosters and compare them. I think that there's no way you you can tell me it's 50-50, but you're the Celtics like I don't know. I don't think it's 60-40 Celtics either. I think if anyone the Warriors should be favored and it's because yeah. like pretty I think the Warriors should be favored at like minus 180, minus 200 because Everyone's talking shit on who the Warriors have played in this postseason and maybe some of the injury luck they've gotten with other teams. All right, and it's kind of BS, but let's go through it. Warriors take out Nikola Jokic and a hurt Nuggets team. Okay. They take out a very good Grizzlies team. John Morant gets hurt for three games, but the Grizzlies were damn good the entire season when John Morant was hurt. But still, I'll factor that in. And then you play Luka in the maps. There's no excuses in that one. They just took out the Phoenix Suns. What about the Celtics run is that much crazier? Okay, you take out this weird Brooklyn Nets team that just did not know how to play basketball together. You take out the Bucks without Chris Middleton. So you got uh, freaking, what's the dude from Duke's name? Grayson Allen out there playing big minutes. And then you take out barely a Miami Heat team that already struggles with an offense, but didn't even have Tyler Hero for most of the series. So the idea that the Warriors kind of have gotten such an easier path than the Celtics. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, and maybe the maybe the path is easier, but they also handle their business, you know? Like mm-hmm. they they handle the Nuggets just fine. Yes, uh the Memphis series went longer, right? We still yeah. won 4-2. Yes, there was no jaw, but with jaw, 
Memphis is an incredibly good team. So I don't think that there's a lot. I mean, I think the last time we talked was right before that series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we were all split on who was even going to win anyways, right? Yeah. Yes, um, Jeff Robbins thought the Grizzlies were going to win. And then we basically had a gentleman sweep. Job. We had a gentleman sweep of the Mavericks, right? Like the Mavericks beat the Phoenix Suns and we and we mm-hmm. essentially swept them, right? Yep. So I, I I don't I, I hate that. I think one of the things that people forget about the Warriors is we always play to our <laughs> opponent. Right. We play if the team is worse, we play worse. If the team is better, we play better. And mm-hmm. I think the same thing will happen when we play the Celtics as opposed to when we played the Denver Nuggets, for example. Yeah. And I one thing that really stood out to me in the Heat Celtics series when you're talking, you're talking about how the Warriors like closed these series well, especially against the Mavs, which I think is a big advantage for them going into the series because their guys are rested, which we know Clay needs that. And hopefully Otto Porter can come back GP2. Um, the Celtics almost, they had a 13 lead, 13 point lead with three minutes left in game seven against Miami. And they almost lost Jimmy Butler missed three away from losing and blowing a 13 point lead. And the heat aren't that crazy offensively. And so it's just like the execution down the stretch in the fourth quarter of these games, the Warriors offense is on a completely different planet than the Celtics offense and any offense the Celtics have seen. It's like not even remotely close. So I thought that uh, the Warriors did what they needed to do on their path. Like there was no point in time other than a brief moment in the Memphis series where I thought there was any, that they were in any trouble at all. Right? Like they were, had control of the series. I wasn't thinking, oh, no, they better win this next game or it's big trouble. Yeah. They handled it. No problem. I think um, Dallas is – is nothing beyond Luca, so that wasn't that impressive to me. I don't think that's a big statement win or anything. I think the fact that Luca got that far is the statement. So he doesn't really have anything around him. Mm-hmm. That Boston's run was pretty impressive. I mean, you can say what you want about Brooklyn, but they do have star power, big names that have been there before. Um, Milwaukee, Giannis is the best player in the league. And that, taking that guy oh, out Middleton, was, though. was taking big. away, taking yeah, away Kobe still, from Shaq. And it still That's a bad took comparison. him seven games. That's how good Giannis is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Miami, I credit that whole thing to Spolstra and Riles in terms of how far they got and what they did because they don't really have that much talent on that team when you just watch them play for a random yeah, five Max minutes. Max Struess playing big minutes, Gabe Vincent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's culture there and Jimmy Buckets. So I think, I don't know, I don't understand what data they're looking at when you tell me like earlier that 80% of these analytics people think the Celtics are going to win. I mean, what are they looking at January when Clay wasn't playing? What data are they putting into those it's, analytics? It's the defensive efficiency and all those nerd stats that they use to, they, They've had the Celtics as the biggest the, favorite for a while because of that. Like going back. How into many the times did the season. Warriors play their big three all year? I believe mm-hmm. it was like uh, like 11. eleven minutes. Yeah, so 11, yeah, kind eleven of garbage, minutes. It's kind of garbage in, yeah. garbage out with that d- analytics. I don't buy into that well, at all. I think and some of the things that are so valuable, and some of the things that are so valuable about the Warriors, how do you how do you even put that in the analytics? Right, like what yeah. Draymond does, what the the, the entire conversation about it about experience, right, and mm-hmm. veteran mentality. Um, plus, there are plays 
like I, I think that we can say this safely that when Steph hits a three, it's it's worth three. Emotionally, it's probably worth like five. Yeah, right. Very. You know, and and that barrage of offense, uh, the Celtics have not seen the the offenses, the the, the systems that the Celtics have played so far are pretty predictable. Right. Yeah. Um, there's the not going to be a moment in in any three of those teams that they've played where you kind of close your eyes and boom, eleven points have just been scored. Right. Yeah, they're also very predictable pick and roll offenses. The teams they have played, which is like the problem with the modern NBA that you always talk about. That is that it's pick and roll, kick for three, basically the not entire even game. Pick and roll. It's like a pick and pop while everyone runs a five out. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Wide open. And it's stupid. That's every team in the league. So even every though the Bucks the are league. great, the, except the Warriors. The Warriors are the, they run the motion offense. They have the slip screens. They have the back cutting. Um, there's going to be a shock to the Celtics in game one of the movement and the stuff they do off ball because it's not the same shit that the whole rest of the league does. It's different. What happened when they played this year? I know Marcus Smart hurt squads, Steph but... Curry, and we lost. Um, I don't know about the other game. Fuck I think we Curry. won the first. I think we won the first game without Clay, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's all about matchups, right? The NBA is a league of yeah. matchups. Well, let's go through that then. If you are the Warriors, how are we matching up against the Celtics? And we'll go through how the Celtics match up the Warriors. So if you're the Warriors, you're going to probably, I would say, throw Wiggins on Tatum. You're going to throw a bunch of people at Tatum, I would think. Over, You're going to give them different looks. But yeah, yeah Wiggins but will be the primary defender. Primary. Mm-hmm. And then you'll probably have to live. I mean, I think they'll play, play on Jalen Brown. Steph on Smart. And then you'll have Draymond on either Horford or Williams, and then Looney takes the other. I like those matchups for the Warriors. I mean, if I can have Draymond Green be able to guard Al Horford or Robert Williams and let him be able to play off of Tatum like so he can help defense, I like that a lot, especially if Robert Williams is going to be hurt like he's been. I mean, it's not his fault, but he's he's hurt. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. I, I feel pretty confident, especially in that Horford-Draymond matchup. Mm-hmm. I think the whole idea is that, you know, Al Horford is so impactful because he's spreading the floor. Well, Draymond can guard the floor, right? Draymond can guard a true five. Draymond can guard a wing four. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a lot less impactful. Um, it's just going to be really interesting. I, I think... Steph is so much stronger this year than he's been in any other year, especially driving to the rim. Yeah. But it's going to be really interesting, you know, what happens when you have Marcus Smart guarding you for five, six, seven games, you know? Um, like, what is that physical wear and tear? And, and how are we going to get Steph off the ball and still be effective? Yeah. That's a good point. Dad, I want to go to you. We'll start with. Wiggins and what we've seen from him in this playoff run, which has been spectacular. And then I want you to, after you talk about that, how do you like him matching up against Tatum? I mean, just throwing him defensively versus Tatum, his confidence. How do you feel about Wiggins right now? Wiggins has done everything they've asked him to do. He's been really good at it. He doesn't cause any problems. Rebounds. You can count on him to be in the right place. Um, He's been very impressive. But when it comes to covering Tatum, I think 
it's like covering Kobe, right? Like not to that degree, but you, you he's going to make shots. He's yeah. going to score. You got to just, you know, live with that and then play the next time just as hard. And I think Wiggins can do that. I actually think they'll throw several different guys at Otto. At, uh, I think you'll see mm-hmm. Otto Porter. I think you might see Jonathan Kaminga. I think Draymond. you might see Draymond. I mean, there's so the thing. The Warriors are deep. I mean, they have like ten guys that can play. Yeah. Um, GP two coming back. I mean, I don't. He, he GP two is who name? you throw on Jalen Brown. If he's what's healthy, the, that's what you do. What's yeah. The Euro guy's name. Bielitsa. I mean, he, that guy contributed in the last round. As well was, as as well as Andre should probably come back at some point in the series as well. I mean, not that Andre is going to be a primary defender, but still, just great to have on the court. Yeah, I agree. And um, it'll be in, one guy on the Warriors who is obviously been key for their run, but I'm worried about in the series is Jordan Poole. I just think that he's kind of. He's had great moments, but he's also been kind of playing too fast, forcing it a little out of control. And this is a very good Celtics defensive team that can kind of force those mistakes and will hunt him on the offensive end. Um, So Jordan Poole is someone that I do worry about. And so maybe that increases the role of GP2 and maybe, maybe Moody who looked decent in the Western Conference Finals. I don't know if he's too young for that, but obviously a healthy GP2 is what you would want. Do either of you share the concern of Jordan Poole? I think I share the concern, um, but I think I more I more think about the potential upside of Jordan Poole than okay. anything else. Like, I think that, you know, we may have this conversation a little bit later, but in terms of X factors, Jordan Poole is very high on my list because if this if he looks anything like what he did in the denver series the 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 chances of the warriors to succeed and dominate offensively go up just drastically right and like we will still compete well if he's coming off and giving us nine points Mm -hmm. 13 points that's okay but if he has those 18 point 25 point games here and there um, that would be major. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think it's going to happen to be honest, but, but uh, just a couple of those, two of those, one of those would be huge. Um, be huge. Would be huge. Would be absolutely huge. If he can, again, like you were saying, not play too quickly. Cause I think he got ahead of himself a little bit after that first series. Dad, what are you thinking? I think Jordan Poole is like, they don't have, Boston doesn't have a Jordan Poole. They don't have guys on the bench like that. And I think that's one of the main reasons why the Warriors are going to win is, you know, when you take out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they don't bring in the caliber of guys that the Warriors do. Nope. And they just have that, that, and the guys they bring in, some of them like Otto Porter, really solid veterans, all of them happy to be there. Kaminga, I just don't think that Boston can match up with their depth. And I think a whole lot of that burden ultimately falls on Tatum and Brown. And that's what you're going to see. You're going to see, you know, really heavy Tatum and Brown pick and roll because they don't have much else they can go to. Marcus yeah. Smart's decent, but you don't run plays He's for a chucker. him. If, yeah, if they yeah. want to run plays through Marcus Smart, please. They don't he can, have, have a lot score of guys 40. you can do that with. They've got they don't. Peyton Pritchard can Can't. come in and play a little. 
He's not horrible. But he can't like you not like he's not Jordan Poole. I kind of that's what I meant. Like he's not to a level of where he's going to be a huge factor in the series off the bench. They don't have that depth. They play like seven to eight dudes, and none of Otto Porter and Jordan Poole. I might be missing someone on the Celtics bench, but Otto Porter and Jordan Poole are both better than anyone on the Celtics bench, and that that's what I mean with your depth. So Pritchard's all right, but Pritchard would barely see minutes on the Warriors. No, he wouldn't even make the team. Yeah, that's like. But they Boston's really thin at point guard. When you think about, it. I don't think of Marcus Smart as an offensive point guard. Jalen Brown can't dribble. And then your Peyton Pritchard is getting a lot of minutes on that team. They're they're in, they're exposed there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems like defensively we're going to revert back to maybe what we did in Game Three against Memphis, which is we're going to double Jaw as much as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And if you want to win this series, Desmond Bain, you can win this series. Yep. Jaron Jackson, you can win this series. And it feels like we're going to do that again. Like the more pressure that we can put on Marcus Smart, the more pressure that we can apply to Jalen Brown to say, all right, if you guys want to, if you guys want to win, it's not going to be Jason Tatum. Yeah. You know, you got to just make his and, life hell. Yeah. And I think it, we've, the nice thing about the way that we've done this, I mean, I guess the Celtics have done this a bit too, is we've played superstars. In these series, we played Jokic, Jaw, and uh, and Luca, right? Uh, we'll have to just do the same. Yeah, so that's, it, Luca is a good warm up, or Luca's way better than Tatum, but it's good to get the Luca experience before having to go against Tatum. Um, Alex, I think you mentioned this earlier, and I wanted to go back to it regarding Al Horford. Horford has been like this whole year. It's been like he's gone back in a time machine compared to like when he didn't play all last year for Oklahoma City and has got traded from the Sixers. So he's been awesome, obviously. He's been very good in these last two playoff rounds, had some big games. Does Draymond Green completely neutralize him? I get the feeling that that might be what Draymond wants to do and just completely take away from Boston. And if I think Draymond can. And Dad, I saw you shaking your head. I think Draymond can completely eliminate Al Horford from a game. I don't. Think I'm a big Al Horford Stanley. I'm a fan. Uh, um, I think Al Horford has a complete game. I think he can shoot outside a little bit. He can. I he's mean, not he, doing he's not what he against... did to the Heat and Bucks, though. Too. The Warriors don't have like a big Draymond. post defender other than Looney. Okay. And Horford's going to get his on the offensive end down there. You know, he can go out to the mid-range about 15 feet out. He's a Who would you rather have, Kev- Kevon Looney or Al Horford? Well, I don't – Kevon Looney, all I, what I want from him is defense and rebounding. Moses take, Malone. If that's what I needed, I'd take Kevon. If I needed the leadership and a little scoring and he was a little younger, hey, I'd take the guy. Kevon's a leader. Kevon's a leader. He's not a leader on that team. I mean, they have Steph and Clay. And Draymond, Draymond. talks a lot more. Um, I love Kevon. Kevon, let's go talk about Kevon. Alex, what what is, uh, I mean, he's been, him and Wiggins have just been incredible stories during these playoffs. Moses Malone, our guy, Kevon Looney was dominant. Do you expect to see him to continue to have that sort of presence that he's had basically since Memphis? A hundred percent. I think he is, is he? For, for the people who have watched Warriors basketball for so long, it feels like just Kevon Looney has always been there. Like, when I think about yep. Steph Curry and, like, all these guys, Kevon is just also there. You know, through this entire, <laughs> this entire thing. He's the amazing. best. 
Um, and he's he'll play his exact same game. I mean, I think that's what the Warriors are so good at is everyone knows their role, right? And and Kevon Looney, he doesn't take bad shots. He knows what his role is on the team. So I, I think the key, especially when it goes to Al Horford and also the effectiveness of of um of Kevon Looney is how effective our wing defenders are. Because if Jason Tatum could just blow by anyone, if Jalen Brown can blow by anyone and, and same with Jalen Brown, the defense collapses, Draymond has to come up. And now Al Horford will always have that corner three or that wing three. And then if someone's rushing out to there, then it becomes more difficult to box out. So um, I think it's going to come down to wing defenders. And again, like you were saying, if Andrew Wiggins can keep people in front of him as well as GP2, it takes a lot mm-hmm. of pressure off of Draymond to have to always shuffle over. Yeah. Um, again, meaning that he gets to stay more time on Al Horford. And I think that helps Kevon Looney because then he has to says, all right, it's just me versus Hurt Robin or Williams. Like, I'll take that, you know? Yeah, and yeah. Williams and what's the other guy's name? Grant, are they both Williams? No, Grant, Grant Williams, Williams, yeah, and yeah. Robert Williams. Those guys have made a lot of a lot of plays in the playoffs on the offensive glass, like extending possessions and that kind of thing. That's not happening with Kavon out there. I love that we're saying. I love that. It's true though. It's not like an exaggeration. We're extending our possessions. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when when Kavon when Kavon has his four point twenty two rebound game, Kavon Looney is like prime Tristan Thompson or maybe a little better right now the way he's like how Tristan Thompson killed us in 2016 what Kavon Looney's doing it's great okay let's talk about Steph it's crazy we haven't talked about Steph yet um he is the odds on favorite to win NBA finals MVP at minus 120 um before we talk about what we want to see from him this series because I think that's pretty simple with Steph we know what we're going to see he's a superstar dad I want to start with you and then we'll go to Alex what Let's say the Warriors go on to win this series. What is the impact on Steph's legacy? And you know I love to rank things. Where does he go all time? Because I think that this pushes him to a level that is in the top 10 now, I would say, and maybe a little higher than that. Um, what do you think? I would, I would say he makes him a top 10 player of all time. Maybe not 5, but not 10 either. He's in, like closer to the front end of that second top five. Um, You can make the case that he's, we were talking about this, like maybe Will Chamberlain and Steph Curry are the two most influential basketball players of all time, because Will just completely changed the game with dunking and all of that stuff. And Steph added like 600 square feet to the court that you now have to defend. And the range he brought in and the influence it had on the game. Because now, I mean, if you remember when Steph first started shooting those shots, no one else took those shots. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of people chucking up 30-footers now. And some of them are making them. That was all Steph. Everyone runs a five-out in the NBA. That's all Steph. Analytics, you know, Steph proved that you can win by basically shooting threes. And it's obvious math. I mean, if you make one out of, what is it? If you make one out of three threes, you score as much as shooting 50% from two. Yeah. A lot of guys that can make more than one out of three threes. That's all step. Yeah. He put, he like exposed the flaw in the system. Alex, all time Steph, what would you take out of this? Yeah, I totally agree with 
Jeff. And I think like one of the things that everyone says, especially when you compare LeBron and Michael Jordan is, oh, but, but Jordan changed the game, his impact on the game. Like if that is worth something and Steph has four Four. championships, two MVPs, one unanimous MVP and the best three point shooter that will, uh, has ever existed and may ever exist. uh, And you put a little finals MVP potentially on top of that. Um, he has to be, he has to be in the top 10, which is unbelievable. I mean, yeah. like think about, think about the times where we said this guy won't even have a career because his ankles don't work. Right. Like look, Michael Jordan came out of high school or came out of North Carolina and everyone said, Oh, this guy is going to be, going to be the one same with LeBron. Like that isn't Steph Curry, right? He's, he's had those years at the beginning um, and, and I think when you talk about legacy, and I think it's really important to talk about legacy here, because I really do think that Steph is acutely aware of what that means when it comes to this series. Like, I think people are talking about, oh, the Warriors are back. The Warriors will be here for a couple of years. That's not guaranteed. I have a feeling that Steph thinks that this might be the last one. And if it is the last one, they have to win, and he has to win finals MVP. And I think that he knows that, and I think that's exactly what he's going to do. Yeah, there's four players in NBA history who have multiple MVPs, multiple scoring titles, and multiple championships. Dad, do you want to take a swing at some of these? There's four. Multiple MVPs, multiple scoring titles, multiple championships. Well, one of the four. Um, is LeBron one of them? No. Um, I don't think he has the scoring titles. Jordan. Jordan. Is Larry in that group? Nope. Multiple MVPs, multiple scoring titles, multiple championships. Kobe? No, it might help to think about the dude who scored the most points ever. That might help. I said Will. The most points ever. Kareem. 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 Should have known Kareem. And Steph Curry. That's crazy. He's That's that nuts. You can like Jordan didn't really change the game. I mean, don't get me wrong, Jordan is the greatest player I've ever seen, but he didn't change the game the way Steph did. He mm-hmm. just did things athletically nobody could else could do and still can't do. But he didn't change the game the way Steph has. Listen to this. If anything, he slowed it down. A lot of isolation. Yeah. A lot of over I mean, Early 2000s where they had to speed yeah. it up by taking away hand checks. That was Jordan caused that in the the, uh, uh, you, the Knicks heat type. But you give Jordan the rules today where they, you know, you touch the guy going to the hoop, you get a foul. Yeah. Jordan I mean, it's, put up 60 mm-hmm. points a night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, players with multiple MVPs and six-plus finals appearances in NBA history. Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, LeBron James, Steph Curry. Yeah, he's that's a fucking wild. That just, that's in the that level he is in. He's that on the list with Wilt, Kareem, Matt. Like, he's there. And let's, if he... Okay, let's transition and from us only, just talking about... And yeah. the only unanimous MVP. The only. Keep that in mind. Um, let's transition to us just talking about how great he is and to what we want to see him do in this series. Obviously, we want to see him dominate. I think he's been a, a really good at taking the ball to the hoop, like you mentioned earlier, Alex. Uh, Dad, what do you make of the matchup versus Smart? 
And then, Alex, what do you make of him um, just overall in the series? We'll go to you first, Dad. I mean, my fear of Smart is that he's going to hurt somebody because he kind of plays recklessly. I don't yeah. think Smart can cover Steph. I don't think anybody can. I think if they do have Smart covering him, you will see him probably run a lot of high screens. It's sw- put, what are you going to do if you're playing them? I'm going to try to switch on to Al Horford. Yeah. Okay? That's what I'm going to do. And to hurt I'm Robert Williams it. and Grant Williams. Yeah. And I'm going to do it over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm going to mm-hmm. run my motion offense and I'm going to get a bunch of wide open shots. And when they come out at Steph when he's shooting a three, the defense is going to collapse. Everyone's going to be sitting at the three point line wide open. The Warriors are playing at a really high level right now and they're deep. I just, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see how, I can't believe when you told me that all those analytics guys are on Boston. 86 to 14. Who are these people? What? It's the ESPN up? analytics. The, it's the computers. Department. It's the computers. They the calculated that the Celtics have an 86% chance to win this series. And then the other ones that I've seen, I've seen like a 72. I've seen like an 84. Like, I got to know what data they're looking at. Because yeah, there wasn't even a good dumb, sample man. size. Well, they don't it's care about stupid. that. That's what they. That's how they use that to try to prove their points. They're dumb. Alex, Steph Curry in the series. I think that outside of just see, getting the finals MVP, like what, what do you want to see from him? I think, I think what I want to see from Steph Curry is just a full quarterback of the team, right? It's really setting the tone. That means hopefully limiting his turnovers as much as he possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, he always, you know, he never gets enough credit for this, but he works his ass off on defense. He's like he may not be able to guard you one-to-one, Every single time, but he's going to make you work for it. Um, I think just setting the tone. He gets so disrespectful. He has the best field so goal percentage of any it. defender in the playoffs of people who he's guarding, what they shoot percentage wise. Steph Curry is number one. It's amazing. Well, it's and I think he's so much stuff. stronger. He's so much stronger this year. Uh, yeah. He's I just a smart, completely like, different player than when he came into the league defensively. It's totally different. Like, he's going to be able to just look at these Celtics players and they're going to be looking at the big bright lights and Steph is just like, I've done this. I'm used to this. This is what I play in all the time. It does not impact my game. And I think he's going to set the tone for the younger Warriors players to say like, hey, we're we're here. We've been here before. You may not have been here before, but our DNA has. And you will just play like that, right? So that's what I expect to see from him. I expect him to win the final MVP. Who has um, home court? The Warriors? Warriors. Warriors. First two. I, I think it would be huge to come out, set the tone, take the first two. Um, I expect the Warriors to do that. Uh, before we get to our final predictions of how many games from this series, I want to do like a little what our X factors slash a hot take would be um, going into this series. I'll start with a hot take. Um I believe that Clay Thompson will outplay Jalen Brown in the series. I don't know if that's a hot take, but I think that Clay Thompson will be the third best player in the series, maybe even close to Tatum. Um, I expect a big Clay series. And if Clay Thompson outplays Jalen Brown, the Celtics are dead. Thoughts? I think that's a really good. I think it's a really good take. I think that Clay. I th- well, I think that Clay, like, he's going to have off games. But I think as the Jordan Poole kind of windled there, he's come back on. And, I mean, 
watching Clay in uh, in Game Five against the Mavericks oh it was amazing. Like he plays with such joy, such appreciation to even be there. And like, that's where his mind is at. Whereas Jalen Brown's mind is, you know, we have to win this because the nets are going to be back again. Uh, You know, Milwaukee's going to be back again next year. I think he'll play really carefree basketball. Uh, And, and I think that's going to be just, that's amazing on, on our end. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a great take. It's a great take. Uh, Dad, do you got a, a hot take slash X factor? I think it's my hot take is that the season, this series is going to be easier for the Warriors than people think. My hot take is Warriors in five. I I echo that, and I'll add a hot take. I think Memphis will be the best team we played in the playoffs after the for series. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. We matched up so poorly. Yeah, Memphis was a up. nightmare. They, that they was one of the hardest things I've ever seen. God. I don't think Jaw got hurt. That could have been a much different series. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the Warriors still went out and went toe-to-toe to them with Jaw. When Jaw got hurt, the Warriors were up in that series, but Memphis is still terrifying. Oh, um, Memphis just bitched out with their coach and Jaw, yeah. and the whole thing just ended badly. Yeah, I didn't like how they handled that. Alex, you got a hot take slash X Factor? I think that I, I, my eyes are going to be on Jordan Poole. Okay. Know, I think my I'm going to really be focused on him, and uh, I think that if if he can have an offensive impact, even remotely close to the defensive impact that Marcus Smart will have, right? Because the whole idea that we talk about Marcus Smart is that he's this defensive god, right? But in the Celtic offense, he's also expected to score. So if you've got to run around on Steph Curry for 48 minutes and score 18 points. Yeah, and they're no not way. trying to keep up with the heat anymore. No way. Yeah, the heat, are, the, the heat are slow. Jimmy Butler plays one-on-one. I mean, this is just totally different. I I, I completely like – I think when I watched the, the uh, Brooklyn series, I thought to myself, all right, the Celtics are really good. And when we play the Celtics, it's going to be hard. Us coming out of this series with Dallas and the Celtics great. coming out of the series with Miami, um, I feel incredibly confident. Like I feel, I feel like the Warriors. I, I don't think I'm going to go Warriors in five. I'm going to go Warriors in six, just like I felt against um, uh, Memphis. I think that I think the Celtics will steal a game or two here and there. Uh, but other than that, I think it's going to be a, a pretty straightforward series. All right. Yeah, I will uh, add that. What we were talking about the 86% chance Celtics with all their advanced analytics. Uh, the Warriors are number one in points scored in the playoffs. So I will go with that over their acute analytics. Um, I am going to agree with you, Dad. I think Warriors in five. I think they get the first two. Honestly, I think it's the exact same thing as the Mavericks. I think they take the first three. Celtics win game four. Warriors wrap it up in game five. Steph's going to have four chips, same amount as LeBron. And then he'll also, they'll be four and two in the finals compared to four and six. I'd rather be four and two. Just going to say it. Um, anything else, boys, I before can't we wait. wrap up? I can't, I can't, I can't wait. wait I can't. I, I am so glad to see the Warriors in the finals. It feels better than when we saw the Warriors in the finals in 2019. Yeah. Uh, it feels like we're playing with house money. They and, made it back uh, to the I mountain. Just, yeah. I mean, what more do you want? 
what more do you want? We will, we willed ourselves there. We're going to will ourselves to a championship. Like we haven't, what we haven't lost with a full roster in a, in a playoff series since 2016. That's 21 and four in playoff series in his career. This man is not a human warriors in five. Warriors in five. I, I can't wait. Um, thank you to Alex. Thank you to my dad. Episode 168. Uh, go dubs. Steph Curry's better than everyone. Um, we'll right, see, nice you see you next you, time. Later. Right. See you guys.